That is right, folks. It is another episode. <clears throat> and this is a special episode because this is the first one that uh, we're actually recording live um, while we're on Facebook. Um, Facebook Live, that is, uh, for our paying subscribers. So if you are a paying subscriber and you are on Facebook, um, let us know and we'll get you into our private Facebook group. So uh, you can have another benefit. Um, so today, we are going to talk about DCC, Digital Command Control Decoder Basics, and um, decoder installation. This is going to be a very broad covering uh, just the general, um, I guess, topics. Because every locomotive, every decoder has its own uh, little, you know, way to do things and, and their own little niche, I guess, if you will. <clears throat> so um, stick around and we will be right back to get the show on the tracks. All right, folks, we are ready to go. Yes, we are. Episode 13, so excited for this. Um, every time we do an episode, just it, it helps us, you know, just, um, I don't know. It just, it's, it's really cool. So in this episode, we are going to talk about the digital command control decoder basics and uh, decoder installation. Um, as we said, this is just going to be a, like a complete overview because there's so many different decoders out there, uh, manufacturers, your regular decoders, sound decoders, um, function decoders. Um, yeah, there's just, there's so many different ones that, you know, we can't go into any, I mean, we could, but we'd be here. You, you would get tired of listening to this ep or this episode or probably podcast. So, um, <clears throat> But first, to uh, reiterate, yes, um, this is the first time that we are on Facebook um, in our private group for, and it's a private group for our paying supporters um, that we are actually live right now on Facebook uh, recording this. Um, it's just another benefit for being a monetary supporter, you know, and we, we really appreciate it. We're always trying to find new ways to uh, give our supporters more and more. So, um, came up with this, um, hopefully it works out. Um, <clears throat> now mind you, by the time you say, hear this and you're like, oh, I'd like to kind of see behind the scenes or whatever, when they're recording these episodes, obviously it's not going to be live. Um, it's only live when we're doing this, but the video will be on our private Facebook group and you will always be able to go back. Our intention is just to record every episode on Facebook Live when we do it. So um, we are looking into other avenues. Um, eventually, we will want once we get our YouTube numbers up. Yeah, we will we'll do, go to that. So um, and then, you know, we are on TikTok. We're taking off on TikTok. Um, 
pretty well. We just hit 500 um, subscribers, followers, whatever they call it, um, here a day or two ago. And it just keeps climbing. So thank you if you're listening to this and you're on TikTok and you follow us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we'd like to hit a thousand so then we can do live on there. Um, that would be end up doing being a little bit different live. That's going to be more based on our railroad that you, if you're on, you know, Facebook or you go back to watch the video, um, our ra- railroad that'll be for building and once we get operations up and running, you know. So, anyways. Enough with the uh, typical housekeeping. Nobody likes housekeeping, right? So let's let's move on to the let's move on to the stuff here. All right. So with the decoder basics, we're gonna start out. Um, you know, there's really there's if you really think about, it, there's only two initial really two types of decoders. You've got your sound decoders. Well, I should say three. Um, there's three. You've got your your sound decoders, your standard operational decoders, and then you've got your function only decoders. This isn't so much about the function only decoders, um, just because those are just, those would be for, um, well, and we'll get into this here in a little bit. You know, say you buy a two function decoder because you, um, this particular locomotive you're going to put it in you don't ever plan on adding ditch lights or sound you just you just want to it's going to be like a backup uh locomotive okay well time goes by hey i wanted super detail so i want to put ditch lights in this and that but you really like how the decoders function functioning or you just can't really afford to take that decoder out and upgrade to you know like a six function or more decoder right so they make function decoders which you can fit in and basically they tie into the system and they're designed to operate lights um or like if if you have like a steam locomotive you know if you want to put um which they're very popular for this to be able to um add the smoke uh function or whatever on some steam locomotives um if they don't already have that built in so um this so this really isn't about those this is about the operational what i call the operational style of decoder which would be your standard and your uh, and sound would fall in there too sound decoders so um so yeah you you have those two main if you're looking and this is geared towards um this episode is geared towards you have a locomotive you want to get it running on your digital command control system uh, this is what you know, this is what this is geared for. So, um, so going back to what we just said about, um, you know, what are you going to be doing with that locomotive? Um, will all matter on what you need to look for in a decoder. Um, decoder manufacturers, they're all going to have a lot. They're going to all have the base core um however you want to call it setup um per the nmra the national model railroad association they all the big names they all follow uh, you know the what the nmra has set as standards you know whether it's esu lock sound soundtracks digitracks t uh what is that uh tcs um which is train control systems um Oh shoot! Forgive me if I'm forgetting any others, but um, but anyways, 
So we're going to be talking about like what to look for in that decoder of the brand. I should say what you're going to look for in that brand for the decoder um, that you need to, you feel, or you should pick out for your locomotive and what you're doing. So goes back to what we were just saying. If you are getting a locomotive and, and it could be your first time installing. So um, if it's, if this, if, if you, you're going to be installing a decoder into a locomotive the first time, go the easiest route. Many, many locomotives out there anymore have the digital boards in them to where you can go to majority of these manufacturers, decoder manufacturers, and they make drop in decoders um, that go in. Literally, you pull dummy plugs off that board and you plug in this decoder. It just slides in with usually, I think if I remember right, they're like eight pin or 10 pins. Um, and that, you know, you put the shell back on it or whatever else you do and then put the shell back on it and put it on the pro programming track and program it and you're ready to go. But some locomotives, um, as a good example, um, and no way am I picking on um, this brand because actually I personally really enjoy this brand and their this line which is which everybody knows and if you're new to this and you don't know um as time goes on you may hear us talk about it more but athern which is the, the maker they've been making stuff forever but the blue box is what we're is what they're commonly called or referred to as athern blue box whether it's rail cars or locomotives so using those as an example those i don't know about the brand brand new ones and if somebody is listening and you've bought say literally a brand new production athern blue box locomotive please reach out to us um either through this uh, podcast um our facebook live or facebook page i guess um or email us um model railroad talk at gmail.com or go to our website www.modelrailroadtalk.com reach out to us let us know maybe athern did change this but I know on the Athern Genesis, which is, um, so Athern Blue Box to Athern Genesis is basically like, um, you know, you go like these car manufacturers, um, uh, you know, like Chevy, you have Chevy and then you have uh, Cadillac, which is basically a Cadillac's a Chevy, just really nice and a lot better options. Um, Ford and Lincoln, that kind of thing. So Athern Blue Box would be your, you know, your, your Chevy or Ford, and then the Atherin Genesis would be your, uh, you know, your Lincoln or Cadillac or whatever. So the Atherin Genesis, I know, shoot, from, I can't tell you how long ago, they, uh, they've been putting the, the boards in the locomotives on HO scale, and I, I'm not, I don't know if Atherin does N scale, but I know I'm talking mainly HO scale they've been putting boards in them for 20 years where they have, uh, you open it up. Like we said, you pull the dummy plug off, drop, uh, order the replacement decoder that just drops right into the board and program it and go. So going back to this, but like the Atherin blue box, they don't make them or they didn't anyways, um, where they had that board, um, that circuit board in there. So, okay. You open it up 
and it's your typical Athern blue box locomotive under the shell. Um, you've got your your uh, power trucks on the front and back. You got the band that goes from the front to the back across the top of the motor. What do you do? You open up a locomotive or you open up a decoder and what do you do? There's six, eight wires, depending on the lo- the, the decoder, where do they go? So um, that's where you need to figure out, first of all, what are you what are your plans ultimate end goal plans for a locomotive for that particular locomotive are you planning on down the road super detailing it um you know whether it includes adding ditch lights mars lights um you know uh the strobe on the top that kind of thing if that's your plan and um if you're modeling prototype um that's gonna help you because if you're modeling a specific locomotive well, that specific locomotive is, you know, it's going to tell you what, you know, does it have ditch lights? Does it have a beacon on top? Whatever it, that's going to tell you, okay, I need so many functions. Um, but you're not sure you're, you're freelancing like me on my layout, I'm freelancing. So I'm not a hundred percent sure if my locomotives are going to, if I want to add ditch lights to them, especially the older locomotives, because my railroad it does not get uh, painted from the factory locomotives in. Um, you know, they buy old railroad or old road, you know, like whatever they can get it for a good price. And so there's many paint schemes until the railroad decides, until, you know, the Iowa Eastern decides that they're going to repaint their locomotives. So looking for a decoder. Okay, well, um, prime example, I have two f uh fp 45s on my layout they're atherin blue box i know just from my plans and everything when i when i got those i'm like okay i i looked up on the prototype they did not ever have ditch lights on and their santa fe um is what they are their santa fe uh war bonnet scheme and they never had ditch lights or anything like that so they just basically had the front and the rear lights on these things so I ended up choosing just like a two function decoder for it because I'm never going to put, uh, uh, ditch lights on. I'm, I'm never, and, and with that style of locomotive, <clears throat> it's going to be more of a road locomotive. So it's not going to have a beacon on the top. So I don't need an extra function for that. Um, I'm not planning on putting sound in them or anything like that. So. I know that I need just a HO scale, which would give you like a one or one and a half amp um, decoder um, with just two functions. So I went with, uh, and those that have been listening to this podcast for a while know that I'm a Digitrax fan. Um, I was Digitrax before and um, and my old railroad and ever since I've been in DCC and I still am, nothing wrong with the others. I just, that's what I choose. But I just went with the DH126 uh, decoder and hardwired it in. Um, you know, now the, the switcher that I just recently got, it's an Atherin Genesis. Um, and unfortunately I was expecting to have to put a decoder in it because when I purchased it, um, it just said it was DCC ready. It didn't, um, I purchased it used and I'm like, Oh, cool. You know, I got a, and there, here's a, a Digitrax, uh, decoder manual uh thing or whatever sheet whatever for that that decoder 
and it was a six function decoder. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, already had it installed. I, I was planning on installing one, but, but that works out because that switcher is going to eventually, I'm going to, um, I don't know if I'm going to repaint or just block out. It's a CSX locomotive, but, or switcher for right now, but eventually I'm going to just paint block out the CSX and put on my own. But I know for my switchers, excuse me, in the yards and stuff, I want, um, I want, you know, to have the flashing beacon on top. So it having a six function decoder is good. Um, will I put ditch lights on a switcher? Probably not. Um, it's, uh, it's not really warranted because <clears throat> um, my railroad is basically when I get it all done. Yes, it's a double deck, but it's basically going to be two towns right next to each other. So if you're from, say, like the Quad Cities, you know, around the Quad Cities, Iowa, Illinois, you know, it'd be like Davenport and Bentendorf or, you know, you get, um, you know, Des Moines, West Des Moines, um, Minneapolis, St. Paul, you know, that kind of thing. So everything, it's going to be kind of run into, run together these two towns because it's made, basically my layout's going to be one big switching layout. So my switcher is not going to need um, ditch lights, but I do want it to have a beacon. So when, <laughs> when I had uh, paid and order, ordered and paid for that locomotive, I was already thinking, okay, I know I'm going to want a beacon on the top. And so I was looking at... Um, they used to make like four function, like two function, four function, and six function um, decoders. I don't know if they make four function anymore. There might be a company that does, but um, I think they pretty much got rid of that because most people are just, it was, I think, probably cost the same just to go to the six function. Um, so that's what you kind of need to look at. Now, are you going to be doing a locomotive that is, you know, you've got your headlights, your headlight, taillight, um, or I should say forward reverse lights, um, you're going to run ditch lights. Well, di ditch lights, running ditch lights takes two functions right there. You have one for your left and one for your right. So right there, um, out of a six-function decoder, you already have four. You only have two left. So if you are going to run, say, a beacon on the top or two beacons, well, you know, you know that's, that's where you have to really think. Um, if you're going to super detail it, um, you know, it you have to plan ahead a little bit. Now, if you're just getting into the hobby and you're like, Whoa, I don't know if, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I would love to sit here and tell you go six function. Cause you may never, you know, you never know, but the price difference, um, I know like on, um, most, not all, but most like retail price for like a, uh, the typical, uh, two function decoder, you're looking at retail price. 20 to 25 dollars okay a six function or if they make a four function somebody does you know you're going to be up around the 30 35 you know probably even closer to 40 dollar range and that's just for the decoder non-sound decoder that's just for the decoder so if you're not sure and you're just getting into the hobby you you don't know what you're going to do yet go with the less expensive one just because why spend you know, an extra 10, 15 bucks for a whole bunch of functions that you may never need. So, um, now those of us that have been in the hobby a while, that's, that's what this is kind of, 
geared for those that maybe if you're switching from DC to C- DCC, because I see the question all the time and a lot of these groups I'm in is, well, I've got this locomotive, what decoder I need? There's so many different ways. Are you going to hardwire it? Are you going to, you know, do you just want the drop in? That's not what this is about. This episode, you know, if that's the case, go to, you know, TCS or Digitracks or Soundtracks or what have you. Go to their website. A lot of them, you know, they have either a spreadsheet database or they have a um, setup to where you can put in what your locomotive is and, you know, and it'll show you the list of decoders for that, you know, whether it's wire, hardwired or drop in. This is more about thinking what kind of decoder do I want? You know, first of all, do I want sound or non-sound? If you don't care about sound, you just go through regular. Okay, well, how many functions? So that leads us into, um, so I guess let's back up here. That, you know, gives us, okay, the things you need to think about. The, and the other important thing is making sure you ha- get a decoder that has the right amperage. Um, HO scale, you're going to want a minimum of one to one, uh, minimum one to one and a half amps. It just depends on the manufacturer. Some of them, I think they make like one and a quarter amps. Um, so does that mean that you can't use an end scale decoder in an HO locomotive? No, you can. I've done that in the past because I had locomotives that, um, there just wasn't enough space in them because they were the narrow cab, narrow body, and I just didn't have enough space. So I went with a higher amperage end scale decoder you know, they, and N scale, they make the same functions and stuff, um, or function numbers or allow how many functions they allow you. Um, but I've done it, but you have to make sure that you're getting the right amperage because, um, N scale, some of their locomotives only require half to three quarters of an amp. Well, if you put that half to three quarters of an amp N scale decoder in an HO scale, say older Atherm blue box, you that you're going to burn that decoder out because that's going to be drawing every bit of one amp or one and a quarter amp depending on the uh, style of locomotive so these are all things that when you're getting a uh, decoder i'm sorry you're getting a locomotive and you're thinking about okay i'm going to need a decoder for it things to think about um as time goes on if you're new to this hobby as time goes on it'll almost come second nature but um it but there again if you don't know and you know somebody ask reach out um i have no issues if if you're new to this hobby and say you don't know anybody or you you don't have a hobby shop by you to ask send us an email you know message us whatever um we'll give you our honest opinion um of what would we feel would be the best uh decoder for you we're more than willing to help you out so um so the other thing would be is, do you want sound? Well, first of all, you got to think, do you have room to put a sound decoder in? Because not only do you just have the little decoder, you have the decoder and you have the speaker. And plus you have extra wiring. Um, most sound decoders and companies that make sound decoders nowadays they have developed uh, speakers that are small enough that they can fit into locomotives. Um, they have done very, they've spent the money, did the research and, and, and whatever through the process is to be able to manufacture them. They have done extremely well. I've seen them. Um, 
I'm actually <clears throat> planning here within the next month or so ordering a couple um, sound decoders from Digitrax because I really want to try them out because when I was model railroading before, Digitrax didn't make sound decoders. The only thing there was was soundtracks at that time. So um, I want to try them out. But the biggest thing, though, is do you have room in your locomotive? If, if you're running an old steam locomotive, yes, you've got the tender, coal tender. You can put, you know, you can put the, the speaker in there. But how good are you at wiring, which we'll get into in the next, you know, next half. How good at wiring are you? Or, you know, you're going to have to run some wires from that tender to the, to the front locomotive. So there's a lot involved. And this isn't really, we're not going to dive into that for uh, sound decoders in this episode. Um, this is more geared towards you just want to put a decoder in your locomotive to get it running on your track um with your dcc system so so and i think that would probably we should probably stop there with the sound when we because we can go into that down the road because honestly i would like to get in um at least one sound decoder and see where the technology has gone since the last time i actually installed one so i because and i don't want to give you guys any you know just based off of past i mean what's the point of that so <clears throat> tell us what you think what kind of uh, what kind of decoders do you run in your locomotive? Are you new and you're hey I'm not sure? Reach out to us. Um, are you a, a seasoned modeler and you've been running this brand or this? You know, reach out to us. Let us know um, what kind of decoder do you prefer? How many you know? How many locomotives do you have? What kind of locomotives? What are your ups and downs you've had with uh, picking decoders? What mistakes have you made? Um, I don't want to say mistakes, but what have you learned from, you know, maybe you purchased a, a decoder for this particular locomotive and got it installed and realized now nah, that's not the right one, you know, reach out to us, modelrailroadtalk at gmail.com or go to our website, www.modelrailroadtalk.com, or you can reach out through uh, the platforms. Um, so we'd like to hear from you. Um, so I think we will end this first half anyways, on that note, um, I don't, next half, we're going to kind of talk about, uh, decoder installation. We're not actually, yes, it's about installing, but it's more about what you're going to need, what you should look for, be careful with that kind of thing. Um, cause there again, every locomotive and every decoder are different for installation. Um, if you are a person where, you know what, I'm going to run, you know, this particular brand and this particular decoder and every one of my locomotives. Okay. I get it. Um, you know, after the second or third one, you should be able to do it in your sleep. But as us modelers, we, I guess for a lack of a better term, we evolve. Um, we are, our, our taste change or as you build, as you're building your railroad or as you are operating a railroad, you know, you start thinking of different ideas, different ways you want to change it up. So, um, you know, let's, you know, there's different decoders for different things, you know? So, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it sounds real, really scary when it comes down to it, but in reality, um, you know, you, you, the decoders, they're not really that hard once you get a chance to actually sit down and flip through a book and read Yes, there's programming of them. We're not going to go into the deep programming. We're not even going to 
you know, we're just going to talk about, um, you know, uh, getting it going for you, you know? So, um, yeah, on that note, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to go over some of the just basics of decoder installation and, uh, and just some of the stuff you should have when you're installing a decoder. So, um, stick around. We will be back shortly. Are you enjoying our podcast? Great. Um, we couldn't do this without you listeners and all your feedback and, um, obviously sharing this podcast. Um, if you would like to support us, um, you can, uh, go to patreon.com. Um, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and become a supporter for just $3 a month. There's no added fees, um, on your end. Um, none of that. Um, you will have access to every episode at minimum one week ahead of time. Um, we generally upload 24 hours after we record it. Um, there's some, uh, videos that we put on there, just update videos, um, of our, the model railroad talk, uh, layout. And we're looking at adding some more stuff to it. Um, but yeah, just $3 a month. Um, that's all it is. Um, you can also, if you, if you don't know Patreon or you, you don't want to join another platform through Spotify here, um, at the bottom of our description, um, of each episode, you click on that link that will take you to a Spotify, um, supporter page, I guess is the best way to put it. And it allows you three different support levels. Um, and you, it all safely through uh, uh, Spotify. And the other last thing you could do, um, we do have a Model Railroad Talk uh, PayPal account, which is modelrailroadtalk at gmail.com. If you would like to just make like a one-time donation rather than um, um, a monthly, that's perfectly fine. We use your, uh, use your uh, generous support for upgrading equipment, um, maintaining equipment mainly right now and um but also at, once we get enough uh support built up um we're going to start doing uh purchasing items for reviews and then we will in turn start having um contests whatever uh drawings uh so you as our supporter um have a chance at winning um something we review so thank you for your support and um keep listening All right, folks, we are back. Um, so last first half, whatever you want to call it, um, we were talking about what to look for when picking a decoder. Um, you know, what do you want that locomotive to be able to do? Um, you know, um, yeah. So before we jump in that, though, <clears throat> I just wanted to bring up um, we had uh robinson enterprises um they're out of red bluff california um railroad showcase i think is what they go under um it's on their header here um for our live people um they had actually sent us an email they have a new dvd coming out um it is the great western steam up um it goes in celebrating uh the 150 150th anniversary of the completion of the virginia and truckee railroad um 
and it basically goes through. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I literally just got it yesterday um, in the mail. They sent it to me to review. So, folks, keep your eyes out or ears open. And if you become a paying subscriber, um, keep your uh, eyes out, you know, in the uh, live Facebook live group. Um, we are planning on doing a review on that here soon. It probably. It probably won't be for another couple episodes just because um, actually we're recording this right now on July, excuse me, July 4th, um, 4th of July, because um, we're going to be out of town for five days starting later this week. And as you all know, our episodes come out Saturdays at uh, midnight and we already have one lined up for next Saturday or this coming Saturday but I don't have one lined up for the following and with getting back from vacation, getting back into work, that kind of thing. Um, I want to make sure we're ahead like we are just so I can keep making sure you guys have content that you guys are subscribing to and keeping you guys liking our podcast. So, um, so keep an eye out for that, our review on that. And we want to thank them. If you, if that sounds like something you're interested in, um, you can go to their website, which is www.rrshowcase.com um, and look them up. Um, it looks like, and we'll go through that when we do the review, but um, I'm excited to watch the DVD. Um, you know, it's the main programs like an hour and 37 minutes and all the extra features. I think total, it's like two and a half hours. So, and the price on it seems the price seems uh, really fair, so, but we'll do a review on that. Um, I'm actually kind of hoping, um, really hoping, so we'll be recording our next episode a week from today. Um, we'll be back from vacation, and, and I've got a doctor's appointment that morning, but after my doctor's appointment, we'll be recording, so I'm actually hoping to get that watched and gone through before I do the recording, so within a couple episodes, you guys should have a good review on it, so anyways we're back to decoders digital command control decoders um we've already talked about what you should look for in decoders so um now we're kind of on to decoder not necessarily the actual we're not going to talk about okay you take this wire and put it here and this wire and put it here you know if i touch on it i do this is more about kind of to get you thinking about what you may need mentality that kind of thing because let's face it um it is scary opening up a locomotive for the first time especially if it's a prize locomotive or even if it's one you got at a yard sale you open it up and you know there's wires there's little uh, wire straps and whatever in there and gears and everything what do i need to do there's the motor you don't want to mess it up um so um first we'll start with decoder wire um we kind of talked about wiring um, in fact, the episode that uh, my buddy who's actually watching on our live right now, Robert, he was actually on it. We were talking about wire gauges, you know, use, you know, a good 12 to 14 gauge for your main bus wire on your, on your, uh, running from your power, your base, your system, basically underneath your layout, you know, 18 to 22 gauge wire for your feeder wires from your track. Well, what kind of wire, what, what gauge of wire do you use for decoder installations? Um, you definitely don't want to use 12 gauge folks. It's yeah. 
um, you have to realize you have, if even on just a simple two function decoder, um, and I got to think about this real quick. You have one, two, three, four. You have nine wires, eight or nine wires, depending on the decoder. So even a 22 gauge wire, and obviously they have to be insulated. 22 gauge wire, and you put, we'll just say for, our, for easy numbers, eight of them together. That's going to be a big strap of wire in there. So it ain't going to fit. Most locomotives, it won't fit. So what gauge? And, and if you know anything about wiring, we'll just touch on it again. The higher the number, so 12 gauge we'll use as an example to a 22 gauge. So 12 gauge wire is actually going to be a bigger diameter wire than a 22. So the higher the number for the gauge system, the smaller the wire, the smaller the diameter of the wire. So an aught gauge, which is very, very thick compared to a 12 gauge, you know. So I use 30 to 32 gauge wire for my decoder installation. Um, yes, it's very, very uh, small. Um, majority of decoder manufacturers or DCC um, companies, um, I know like as an example, Digitrax, you can order decoder wire from them. I'm pretty sure the other companies like Soundtracks, Lock Sound, ESU, they're gonna, you're gonna be able to purchase um, decoder wire from them. But if you wanna purchase more than, I don't even know what they give you, it might be five foot or something like that. If you want more than that, yeah, you can go on, go to other sources, you know, Amazon or whatever. And well, like I've done and I bought, um, I think it's like five, it's, it's like four or five rolls, maybe six rolls of 32 gauge wire. The downside to that folks, I'll tell you is the insulation that goes around it is a little thicker than I, I like. Um, you buy actual decoder wire from the manufacturer, you're going to get the, the insulation is going to be a little thinner, which is fine for what we're doing. Um, so it's not going to take up as much space. So, um, you, but think about that. Keep that in the back of your mind. If you're getting prepared to do a hard wire, not a drop in installation, obviously, um, you're going to want a 30 to a 32 gauge wire. Obviously you're going to need some way to strip that wire. Um, you know, get yourself a, not saying you have to go out and buy like snap on or Matco or one of these tool trucks, uh, wire strippers, but think about, you know, get yourself a, a, a middle of the road, at least pair of strippers. Um, they're going to stay sharper longer. They're actually going to give you a little bit better cut around the insulation. So you're, you know, and, and they're, um, they all have like the different gauge ranges, you know, like usually they have like six or eight places where you can use the strip wire the little bit the more you pay the little bit better those are going to be more accurate because believe me at 32 30 32 gauge you don't want to be accidentally cutting um one wire out of there granted the rest will carry but you don't want to be you know pulling a wire or two by mistake you know it's just that gauge you want to have every wire in there that you that comes with it so um you know and then you're going to want to I always heat shrink my, um, my connections. Um, while yes, I do use electro tape and double side tape and that kind of thing underneath there for certain things. Um, I 
actually use heat shrink and there's several places you can go online um like i have a kit that has all the way i can't even tell you what the gauge i want to say it's like it'll it'll do like four gauge wire or maybe six uh maybe two gauge wire from that diameter all the way down to like 30 32 gauge wire it's got heat shrink that goes that small um because i like to solder my wires together and then actually put heat shrink around them you can use electrical tape i don't recommend after you've soldered them your wires and stuff i don't recommend electrical tape a it's going to be thicker in there and it's going to be a little bit more of a pain to tuck wires and keep wires where you want them but secondly electrical tape has a tendency to as time goes on and i don't care if you buy the most expensive stuff or the cheapo stuff eventually it's going to start pulling and you know and depending on what element climate whatever you want to call it your your trains are in you know that has a lot to do with humidity and stuff so um i highly recommend finding yourself and you can like the, the kit that i have i think there's like i don't know a thousand pieces in it and it was i don't know 10 bucks or something so um so we have you know your wire 30 30 32 gauge wire good set of strippers um and i'm talking wire strippers there folks come on now um keep your heads above the ground here um <laughs> uh heat shrink tubing um the next thing you need is a soldering iron um if you already have one great um if you don't and you're looking at purchasing one um while the ones and we talked about this actually in the same episode uh that robert was in um which was episode five um soldering irons now yes you can go to like harbor freight or one of a place like that and buy their soldering iron which their soldering iron itself the heat and you know it heats up fine and works great but the tips don't last as long since the metal's not as good um that does make a difference because when you're when you're uh soldering fine wires like that you want just a very fine tip because you you just don't want solder going everywhere you know like where the bigger the gauge of wire you can it, it, you, it a it takes more solder but it can absorb more solder than that fine so um and plus yeah um uh, the more surface area you have coming off the tip of that soldering iron the more heat you're going to get and you're going to start melting your insulation back farther and farther so which means more area that you have to put heat shrink tubing on and you know so those are outside of your normal modeling tools those are some tools you need and go, to go back on the soldering iron and we there again we've discussed this in episode five <clears throat> i highly recommend getting a variable temperature one now whether it's um, they make them where it's just the one piece, like what they call a pencil style, um, where you can adjust it, the, the um, temperature in the actual handle, um, and that's fine. I've never used one of those. I've my basically my soldering has always been just your typical, you know, pencil style. You plug it in, it gets hot, and burn your finger, and there you go, you're ready to go. Um, I, I was several, a few months back purchased um, a variable uh variable temperature one but the one i got is it's actually got a separate base and stand and all that and i really like it maybe now that we have we're doing video um 
I'll actually do a review on that one. And I got it off of, um, I hate promoting other things, but you know, like I got mine off Amazon, um, 50, 60 bucks. And I'm telling you, it heats up extremely quick. Um, if I'm, uh, if I'm, if I need to turn my heat down to work on something like this, you know, doing a decoder installation or fine wires, you don't want to use the same heat that you do say uh, soldering track joiners and stuff like that or thicker gauge wire. So, um, you know, I turn the heat down and I mean, it cools down, not instantly, but I mean, a lot quicker, um, than I ever expected. Um, so you need a soldering, uh, soldering iron. Um, now for the installation, there are basically, you got to keep this in mind. You've got to be able to isolate your local or your motor majority of motors pick up their power and or ground depending on the manufacturer from where it mounts into the frame um like the athern we'll go back to the athern blue box because pretty much everybody knows the athern blue box locomotives if you pull that motor out of the frame and the bottom side of that motor you'll see that it's like a brass clip they have one on the top and one on the bottom um, on the bottom, it, it's actually got, it's like punched out like little springs. So when you set that in there, that actually grounds itself to the, the frame. Now, um, if your locomotive is like that, you want to get away with, you, you don't, you want to get rid of that. So, um, generally what I do, um, and you have to be careful about it. Like I said, this, this episode is not going to go into a full on decoder installation and maybe sometime down the road. We'll do a video of an installation um, when I get more locomotives and need to do that. But I can tell you, um, the Atherin Blue Box, we'll use that as an example like we've been using. You'll need to take uh, that bottom one, flip it with the top one, and I generally cut the little tabs off because you're going to be soldering one of your wires to the top of that, uh, one to the bottom of that um, of that band or your or if your if your motor has just two little tabs, you know, you've got two wires that go those. Generally, it's an orange and a gray one. Um, then you're gonna have uh, a black and a red one, I believe it is, that goes to the frame and your your pickup where it picks up power from the rails. Um, and then you're gonna have your lights. Um, majority of the time, blue is gonna be your common, and then you're gonna have white and yellow, I believe it is. Um, I haven't done, it's been a while since I did an uh, installation several months, but, um, so that's just for a simple two function, you know, forward light revert or reverse light, um, and getting the motor going. It's not that difficult folks. It really isn't. Yes. It can be scary and seem daunting the first time you do it. Um, there again, that's, what's great about technology. You know what? Hey, go on to YouTube, you can go on to Facebook, you can go on to many different platforms and look up and see people actually uh, installing um, a decoder. Um, and that helps take some of that um, uneasiness out of it. Um, once you've done it a few times, it's nothing. I actually look forward to installing a decoder um, just because I haven't done it for a while. I used to hate it because I had so many locomotives and um, I was trying to like 
years ago, like we talked, you know, I, when I was trying to get caught up because I had switched over to DCC, trying to get caught up, I was buying locomotives left and right. And it was just like, I got tired of installing them. But at that time, there wasn't as many drop-in decoders or, you know, uh, basically plug-and-play decoders as there is now. So I was, in a sense, forced to do hardwiring all the time or hardwiring one in. Um, so it's really not that hard there again, you know, reach out to us. Um, I know, like I said, once we get a, uh, another locomotive in, we are planning on, um, doing a video. Um, we're not well versed on doing videos. I see these where they have them like perfect segments or, you know, perfect transitions between segments and stuff. Ours probably is not going to be like that. It's going to be like, you know, uh, we're doing this Facebook live, you know, we'll set the camera up and you know, you watch, but, um, but there again, reach out. Um, if you, you know, go to your local hobby shop, if you have one close by, um, if you don't find your favorite hobby shop, I know a lot of hobby shops put, uh, tips, videos and stuff like that on, on, um, on their websites, um, good resources, which I've reviewed two of them already, um, is, uh, which let me look at my notes here. I actually have notes folks this time. Um, so the last episode you listened to episode 12, we did a review of model railroad Academy. And then, uh, I want to say, yep, it was episode five. The one that Robert was on. Um, we did a review on trains.com, which is basically model railroad or classic train, stuff like that. Both of those with their subscription based that they have, which it's, isn't very expensive um are very very good resources for not just decoder installation or that kind of thing um dave beeman um sorry about that folks um got to shut my notifications off on my phone um there we go uh both of those are very very good resources for uh learning videos articles um i know the uh the model railroad academy it's more video than it is um like uh articles um but trains.com plenty of articles i mean you can uh with a with the paid subscription you with trains unlimited um you can actually go back to however far back they have model railroad around there so go there um even if you have say like in my situation um i've installed decoders before but it's been 15 20 years you know yeah i knew what to do i mean i actually do wiring day in and day out on my first on my full-time job 12 volt i mean it's all relatively the same just smaller gauge you know smaller scale um but i still even refer back to those and not just for that you know uh for wiring but several other things so okay so you've chose your decoder or your locomotive. You've got your, your wire, you've got your solder, you got your heat shrink, you got um, uh, soldering iron, you get your, your uh, decoder installed, and now what? Okay, we talked about this uh, in episode uh, 11, uh, DCC programming and the programming track. You are going to need to at least have a section of track that's long enough for your locomotive um, hooked up to your DCC system, whether that is on 
your layout or a separate piece of track, say at your workbench. Um, I know I've got mine. Like I said, in episode 11, I explained how I've got mine actually integrated into my railroad with a switch. So I can simply, um, you know, pull a locomotive in there. I've got it isolated. I flip the switch. It shuts the track power off and I can program that locomotive right there. Um, while most systems, yes, you can program. Um, and I don't, I think it's ops mode is what they call it. You can program while it's on the main line. That's not really preferred because you sometimes it, you, when you're programming these, it sends packets of information and when you're on the main line, you have to realize if you have other locomotives on there, um, it's trying to find the locomotive you're trying to program and send the packets to that. Well, it may pass through the other locomotives, not saying that it's, they just don't recommend it because there's a chance that packets could be missed or stopped or whatever, you know? So, um, but yeah, so that's the next thing, you know, you put it on your programming track, however, whether it's on your layout, on your workbench, whatever. And, um, first thing you need to do all all digitrax or i'm sorry not digitrax digital command control uh decoders come pre-programmed from the factory at zero three um they do that as a default so that way um if you ever have say you install a decoder and you start having issues with the way it's working functioning or whatever or it locks up you can reset that decoder and um and you know it's going to be on 03. You just put it back in and reprogram it. Um, so you go in, and each system's different how they do it. I know, Mike, my, my Digitrack system, um, depending on which throttle I'm using, um, I you know I go to a certain menu, and you know you go in. Um, most decoders, when you install them, they're going to be set up to where you should only have to change the decoder address, which majority of people just put it to what that locomotive number is as an example my switcher is 1135 so i just programmed it to 1135 one of my uh former santa fe's it's number 92 it's program 92 so um you, you that should be all you have to do unless you have a sound decoder which some sound decoders you have to actually download and transfer the sound files on unless you get just a general sound sound decoder, if that makes sense. Um, but, you know, that should be all it. You know, now getting into the other stuff, which would be for a totally different episode, um, because there's, you know, there's so, so much you can program with digital command control. Um, you know, your speed, you have, you have your speed tables, you know, um, you have... Um, I mean, there's just a realm of stuff. And especially um, if you say go, like we used before, the first part of this episode, you put a strobe light on the top of that locomotive or you put ditch lights in. You have to go into certain what they call CV um, configuration variables, CV numbers, and change the value in there to be able to, say, make the ditch lights flash back and forth. or you want them just to flash on and off at the same time, you can do that too. Um, same with the strobe light. Um, or you can program it so it'll it'll flash like a Mars light. Um, you know, I mean, there's um, 
there's there's so much you can program with them and that's what's great about digital command control but too much for an episode right now anyways um we may touch on that down the road in fact we will touch on that down the road but um it's kind of one of those things that don't want to overwhelm you folks with you know that's why we've kind of the last few episodes have been kind of just back, lay back and relaxed a little bit and then before we got too techy with stuff um because i know you know there's so much to think about especially if you are new coming into this hobby um or you're you're not new but you're like me coming back into the hobby there's so much out there that that yeah a lot of it's the same from before for those that are coming back into it but you know there's still a lot that's changed and getting refamiliarized and learning what's new compared to the old ways and um and especially if you are new to the hobby i mean yeah new actually when I, and when i say new i'm talking okay you're i'm ready to build a layout i'm ready to get it physically into the hobby building a layout you know doing rail cars structures stuff like that so um but there again that's what's great about this hobby i mean you know you can take it as far or as shallow in a sense as you want to go, you know? Um, but yeah, the, my biggest thing is, is I always tell people I've told them before and, um, and I'll, t I'll tell them again, you know, um, look, DCC, yes, DCC can be daunting. Um, when you listen to people talk about it, especially people that have been around it, um, they know what they're talking about. They're talking about stuff, you know, CV numbers and this and that, and, you know, um, uh, speed variation and, you know, do you look at the speed variation table, stuff like that? Look past all that. Just that's, that's reading between the lines, folks. Don't, you don't need to do that. Just find your system when it comes to DCC, whether you want to do an entry level, an intermediate or a full uh, fledged for big layouts, find your decoder you know, figure out what you want in the decoder, I should say first for your locomotive, find your decoder, you know, and then if you've never installed and you know, somebody close by or whatever that, you know, would say, even if it's, you know, even if they want to charge you 15, 20 bucks to install the decoder, ask them, Hey, can I watch you while you do it? You know, it's not going to hurt if they say yes. Great. I know if somebody were to say to me, Hey, can you help me install this decoder? you know, um, you know, I'd be like, well, yeah, sure. You know, I, and that's the way I teach at work. You know, the first time I'll show you a second time, you're going to do it. I'm going to be right there. And the third time I'll, you're going to do it, but I'll, I'll be, if you need, you ask if you have questions kind of thing, you know, um, see if you can find somebody like that. If you don't know, you know, there again, just reach out. Um, what do you think on installation? Have you installed decoders? Um, do you enjoy installing decoders? Reach out to us, modelrailroadtalk at gmail.com or our website, www.modelrailroadtalk.com. And um, just to reiterate, we are on TikTok. Um, like we said earlier in this show, we finally hit a, yesterday, I think it was, or the day before, we hit 500 uh, followers on TikTok. We are above that now. I want to say we're 520 or 530 already. Um, once we hit 1,000, we will be able to go live on TikTok. That 
like we said, that's going to be more go- gear. The live is going to be geared more towards our railroad and the building process, running trains. Um, this, what you're seeing right here on uh, the, the actually looking at on um, our private chat or private group, I should say on Facebook, that is for our paying subscribers. And if you want to get in on that, um, you can do that through here. Just look at the description below this or any of the episodes. You can become a paying supporter uh, through Spotify here. Um, you can do it through Patreon. Just look us up, patreon.com forward slash model railroad talk. Um, or if you just want to do a one-time donation, you don't want to get in that monthly thing. You know what? Uh, you can reach out to us. We do have a PayPal account set up so um, for the, the podcast. So thank you folks for listening. Um, y'all be safe and remember, keep it 